All right, we're at episode six of Drag Race Down Under, Family Resemblance. I'm Jessica. I'm Jay. I'm Chris. And this is LTD. Let's talk drag. So let's talk about this episode. <laughs> let's get into it. It was kind of boring. It was a lot boring. But let's wow. let's walk through it. <laughs> Just gonna gonna lead off with that, guys. If anyone's confused, let's walk through it. It was, it was a pretty boring episode. Go ahead. So we're down to six queens this week. Ooh. Um, because et cetera, et cetera, sashayed away at the end of the last episode. Art said that et cetera is the future of drag. Do we agree or disagree on that? Uh, her mindset might be the future, but her looks and whatnots. I don't see it, but for Australian drag, it could be. I think she has a lot of potential. Um, so I could see why why she, why Art Simone would say that. Y'all be hating on each other. <laughs> like, hating hard. But I can see I can see that there is something there that if she pulls it all together, I can see why Art Simone would say that she's a future drag. Okay, so we, we, we might need to be on the lookout for et cetera, et cetera, and what she's doing in the future. Yeah, be on the lookout. Okay, so uh, Karen was frustrated that she's not doing better in the competition. Art kind of tried to get in Karen's head by saying that she's not really living up to these expectations, these preconceived notions that they had of Karen. I guess she had a large following, following yeah. um, before being on Drag Race Down Under. Right, I think it was brought up uh, the knowns versus the unknowns yeah. and how the, the unknowns, and they were kind of taking a, a shot at Electra Shock, uh, saying they have kind of a advantage big since they don't surprise. have a big, I know, right, big surprise. <laughs> Let's take a shot at Electra. Uh, uh, but since there's not as much work that is out there known by Electra Shock, that she has a little bit of an advantage. Okay. But don't y'all find it funny that Art Simone, who was eliminated... <laughs> Had the caucasity <laughs> to talk about somebody not living up to their potential. Yeah. You could say that she was a disappointment, which was why she was eliminated. So. Exactly. Yeah. And brought back for no other reason. I no. wish I could remember the lip sync between her and Coco Jumbo, but I don't. I don't we'll have to go back all. and rewatch it then. It, it was, I don't think it was very memorable. I don't think that she's an excellent lip syncer. That's. Uh, definitely what I feel like went on. But now, when you have so much mouth, how can you not be? Too right. much mouth, yeah. people be like, oh, you don't know nothing. So the special guests for the episode were the boys from Auntie Donna, which we have recently discovered is freaking hilarious. They are a hilarious group. They have a show on Netflix. Yeah. They're a comedy group from Melbourne. Um, they have a comedy album because their little songs are so stupid but really? so funny. So if you haven't checked them out, I would say check them out. They I'm have a Netflix show. <laughs> um, and so they give some advice, you know, that pre-recorded thing, and they're saying that that you uh, hate. Until I hate unless it's Auntie Donna. Apparently, I still hated it. I still hate it. I still I, hate it. In, in this episode, I think I hated it the most. Because like, you realize it's pre-recorded. What's the point? Pre-recor- pre-recorded. Yeah. What's the yeah. point? There, I think. Honestly, they did a good job because it made me say, who is Auntie Donna? I look them up. I find the show. I'm living for the show. So getting more people to figure out who they are because I had no idea who they were. Let's get to the mini challenge. G'day, g'day, g'day. Mm-hmm. G'day, g'day, g'day. Yeah. 
<laughs> what you packing down under was the game where the pit crew members have animals hiding in their pouches. I love these little games. They're cute. They're funny. They're a little tasteless, which made me think back, though, to, to last the week. week before. Right? So this is so funny to RuPaul. Oh, we're pretending like these peak parts of animals are penises and things like that. But you tried to say certain commercials were just too much for you. Yeah. Um, but okay, sure. Queen, go off, sis. Um, and so they have to guess the animal hiding in the little undies. Um, and so the winner with 17 points was Maxi Shield, which, I mean, I guess it was just a game of luck, so nothing to really... It was a yeah. game of smarts. She yeah. gave you clues about Oh, yeah, the clues. Words. I forgot so, about like, the clues. Some My bad. Clue, a clue. How dumb a clue. they were. Yeah. yeah Scarlet was, like, was really struggling. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot like, about the clues. what are you clues. doing? Yeah, are they you did listening? get clues, three clues, right, yeah. um, for each one. Maybe they were distracted. <laughs> Yes, I know what Personal. art was distracted, right? Because I think she mentioned that she might be celibate. I thought I caught her saying so she was celibate. I don't celibate. know if she was celibate or if she was just in a really long drought. Okay, I don't Fair know. If, I don't know if it was because maybe choice. because of uh, everything happening in the world, maybe. Yeah, but ten years is a long time. That's <laughs> <laughs> way longer than COVID. You there can't blame. There was a 10 lot years. happening in her world for yeah, ten years. Maybe so. who knows. She was becoming Art Simone. So Maxi Shield won. And then Rue gets into the Maxi Challenge where the members of the New Zealand Falcons rugby team, which is a gay and inclusive rugby team, um, they come in and they're going to be made over. The, the girls have to transform these rough sportsmen into lovely ladykins. Um, so since Maxi won the challenge, Maxi paired up the girls with the rugby players. Yeah. So just a note on the uh, New Zealand Falcons. Mm -hmm. uh, they are a member of the International Gay Rugby League. Who so there's an International there's, Gay Rugby League. Yes. And apparently they are one of 75 worldwide members. That's kind of cool. Wow. Yeah. Who yeah. knew? No. Uh, yeah, you don't see that on ESPN. So. <laughs> no, you don't. Maybe on the Ocho. <laughs> they need to get some. They need to get some representation. And I do love that. Again, I know we talked about something as trivial as Auntie Donna, but I will say that Drag Race is a show that I have to give credit for them teaching us something, teaching the children. Right? We went. We would not have known that there is a a gay international league for rugby or. Um, there's an inclusive sports team. I mean, we wouldn't have known that without. The I still want to know what the inclusive part is, though. I don't know. I feel like it could be it already like, says um, gay and inclusive. It could probably just be like gay, but also if you're straight, you could probably still play in it. Oh. That makes sense. Okay, so yeah. it's like it's the opposite of what typical yeah. inclusion would be. Okay, as in that we allow gay people, we allow straight people. Yeah. Would be my right. interpretation of it. That makes sense. <laughs> I just didn't know if it was also like special needs or something. I I, I know didn't I didn't think see that was it, the case, but, but I know when you hear that word, yeah, that's when usually, I hear inclusive, that's kind yeah. of where my, I mean, but I like your idea better, where it's like, like y'all yeah. can come play with us too. Yeah, just because we gay, don't they mean seem we don't like get it's on a, a pretty open, um, you know, to anybody kind of thing. So right, and at the bottom line, you want to win. <laughs> so whether you gay or yeah, straight, like, if you're good, come or play. Right? Cis normative <laughs> male. Or, <laughs> All right, so Maxi assigns the players. Let's talk about these matchups, if we can kind of remember what the guys look like. Let's just start off by saying <laughs> Maxi Shields clearly did not want to win. 
this game. You think so? Yeah, she was. She put the perfect people with the perfect people. Yeah, I did. I like, do think she was too nice with yeah. her picks. Yeah. Okay. And then I, even though that person looked almost identical to her, I would not have given myself that person. Well, see, when they had the dilemma, because I thought the same thing. At first, I was like, oh, she should have got Carl. But then it was like, okay, this person looks a lot like her. It made sense when you think about the costumes, the clothes. The family resemblance. The family resemblance. I thought it was, a, I'm a, I noted that it was a smart choice. but It was a smart choice for her. But for every, I think she probably could have made it a little more difficult on everybody else. She literally made it so easy. Yeah, so you're everybody. saying she should have strategized yeah. more with the yeah. other so, girls. Right. Like, mess it up. Like, make it hard for them. Make it easy yeah. for yourself, like you said. Yeah, yeah, don't give Art Simone a perfect, clean canvas <laughs> yeah. to, to paint. The, the makeup took artist. Her, <laughs> the took fabulous makeup artist. Still waiting on a fucking eyebrow to dry. <laughs> <laughs> fucking eyebrow. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So they're looking all crusty, <laughs> all crusty and drag for two hours. So I, don't know why I have to do my mouth weird when I talk like Art Simone because her, her mouth, mouth is, is so weird. big. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't come out right if you don't do that. Yeah. All right. So just, to, just for fun. <laughs> okay, I'm done. You sure? Yep. You got one more in you. Ah, fucking eyebrows. <laughs> Okay, one. Okay, one. All right. So Karen was paired with Wolf. Electro was paired with Farah. Scarlet with Brad. Art with Jonah. Keto with Carl, and Maxie with Dan. So they had to use their own dragon footwear from Shumi, which I thought was a cute name, um, just because I did. Shumi. Yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> um, none of them had done drag. Of course i would have assumed i don't know about far yeah. but they said <laughs> they did it, right <laughs> somebody yeah. might have been lying but they they all said when they all were asked they said they did it and then none of them had i put recently walked in heels because i think one of the gentlemen said they might have worn heels when they were kids yeah. or yeah. boy yeah and then dan poor dan he'd had his beard for like 12 years That's and a long time mm. I'm sure when he was decided to get on the show, he knew the beard would have to go. So I hope he'd already said his parting words to the beard before. What'd you say? I said, I hope he grew it back. Oh, yeah. He, he looked like a completely different person without the beard. Did. It fit his face. It did fit yeah. his face. Yeah. Well, he was a, he was a beard man. Yeah, impressive a beard, beard. For 12 year old beard. So 12 more years, he can have another one. All right. So <laughs> putting, then they were putting the cor- corsets on their little mm-hmm. manly bodies, which is, again, just funny. Good TV, right? Watching a man Once struggle again, with corsets. Farah was into it. Yeah, she was like, tighter, tighter. tighter. Make it tighter. <laughs> like, like, you geez. can make it a little tighter. Okay, he's oh, trying yeah. to be sitch Tighter? Right. <laughs> tighter? Yes. Um, and then they were trying their heels, and was it Farah who was strutting in them heels? Yes. I was like, sis. I'm just saying. You know your way around a heel. <laughs> Farah came drag. alive. You know how I know you've done drag? Because <laughs> you could walk in heels strut, better than me. Strut, strut. <laughs> For real. I mean, it was a competition between who was better in heels, the Farah or Electric Shop. Next, some of them tried on some boobs, which I feel like they had fun. They always have fun with those. Yeah. I wish somebody would have used them though. Yeah. No, I don't think anyone actually used them, mm. which yeah, was which so was either. disappointing. Which, yeah, 
I wish that Maxie, whose look is right, the classic old school, like need to make fake boobs and everything, would have put them on. What was her boy's <laughs> name? A lady impersonation. Dan. Uh, Dan. Dan. Yeah, I think that it would have, you know, helped out with what. Yeah, know. when we get to the runaway, there, okay. there are some words. <laughs> okay. So Art was worried about Jonah's personality. I think Jonah was kind of shy, reserved. Um, and Art was concerned how that would translate. But, you know, the beauty of makeup, as someone who wears makeup on a regular basis, there's just something about when you put it on, you can't help but find that little piece of confidence somewhere. Um, so I don't know why she was making a big deal out of it. Anybody that is familiar with makeup should know, or if you've ever even put makeup on someone else and you know how they, it's like it automatically changes once they get it together. But needless to say. I would not know. <laughs> also would not know but I would like to say I didn't think that Joan's personality wasn't necessarily there but Art was doing a whole lot of talking like there was no time to really see right. if Joan had a personality or not because it was like every time you turn around <laughs> you were talking yeah but speaking of uh, Art and Jonah uh, so Art Simone goes full got me when she's walking down the runaway making the noises and whatnot when she was trying to coach Jonah you know, uh, you, got, you have to audibleize it. Oh. 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 <laughs> then I would be like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gorge. Gorge. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, people like that do get on my nerves as someone who is reserved. Because it's like, I can't compete with you and I'm not going to compete with you. If you're this huge personality, you think I'm going to match that personality? Uh, no. And also, as a gay male... Do you think that he might have had prior knowledge of who Art was? And so it could have been a little bit of, you know, oh my gosh, this is Art Simone. Because Art Simone is well known in Australia. So with, you know, a group of gay men, they're bound to know who some of the queens are. I would imagine that would be a lot for an introverted person to walk into. There's a whole lot going on in that workroom. Yeah, it would be very uh, intimidating. Yeah. Hmm. And then it comes up that Carl and Brad, there's two of the men that are partners, which was always cute. They've done that a couple times before um, when they've had partners come in. So I think that would be interesting to see your partner in drag as a, you know, sharing that experience for the first time. No, I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm still trying to get Chris to do drag. We'll see. It remains to be seen. We've only been doing this 11 years, so we've got <laughs> quite a few more years to go. So I'm not going to give up. <laughs> Um, okay, so two of the queens decide to make custom outfits for their partners, Art Simone and Scarlett Adams. Um, but Scarlett throws shade because she says, uh, all that Art was doing was hemming a square piece of fabric. <laughs> what do we think about Art and Scarlett making outfits? Was that smart choice? Was it not? Not um, <laughs> smart. I'll say for Scarlett, definitely not smart because if you're going to custom make an outfit, it should fit better <laughs> right. than what you made. Especially mm. if you're gonna throw shade at somebody else for mm. custom making an outfit, then you custom make an outfit that looks like trash once you put it on the body. Mm. Yeah, like, the breast piece was was way too big. Like, it was ill fitting and yeah, yeah. It, it was bad. I, I would prefer if it was me. I would have gone the Karen from Finance route. <laughs> To where I've got an outfit, looks like it'll fit you. <laughs> Let's go Let's and, do it. and we'll, we'll we'll roll with it. Yeah, because I know that queens have said that when you're given the list of stuff to bring, they say you you know this challenge is coming, and right. you can prepare as much as you can. 
I don't think the the plan should be, I'll just make something when I get there. I don't think that would be the plan for me. Of course, it would have to be in the back of my mind that if the person would, if it was just completely physically impossible for them to fit my clothes, we'd have to go from there. But which could have been the case with Scarlett and yeah, because she's tiny. Yeah, she is very yeah. tiny. But yeah. still, I wouldn't have opted to try to make a corset. <laughs> yeah, she made it a, a very difficult uh, um, yeah. garment, and it was on like a man, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> he was thick. Yeah, right? he wasn't like her. Um, so I wrote something about Farah mentioning how she's Pacific Islander and I guess in their culture, it was so important for them to fit in, um, which of course would, I guess, be why he presents as more masculine. Um, I just find it interesting how your culture, your background can really influence how you choose to present yourself to the world. That's always a fascinating topic. I think oh. that uh, it goes back to, you know, episode one and JoJo's a whole saying that, you know, I didn't have to worry about this element because, you know, it was a certain way. And it's like, we say that everybody, you know, we all think that we're all so advanced in race relations and culture and stuff. And then it's like, you have these two people who are gay men and they're like, but I didn't have to really worry about that part because this didn't fit in with the regular this didn't fit in with the norm this didn't fit in with the norm then you get down to the fact that i am a gay man and so i think it's it's very interesting and it really highlights you know we feel like here in america we're far behind in relations but looking at them and like watching the show they're they are very far behind still yeah it's crazy this is what I want to learn about. Let's talk more about this. It's these are the conversations we don't have when you have a room full of white drag queens yeah. on a TV show. I thought um uh, Farah was going to take somebody's place. <laughs> the way <laughs> the way he was into it. He and should he have. Very, he was very interesting. I mean, yeah, he, he was, was very engaging, interesting. Great personality. He's has brought some flavor to the to the very right. bland. Bland workroom. Um, so again, that, that just kind of makes me even more mad when you've got this great person who is not white, but it's like, oh, we'll just give you a few minutes and then you guys go back. We'll go back to the white people. Um, fucking eyebrows. <laughs> <and these> eyebrows <laughs> um, Electra says, oh, being a drag queen was frowned on in the gay community, yeah. in the male yeah. gay community, because it was emasculating and that was unattractive. That blew my mind. I actually rewound that and I said, did I hear that correctly? Yeah. It checks out for, to me, though. It makes sense. I I understand where okay. they would be coming from. I think that the culture has kind of shifted now towards, you know, it's okay. But, mm-hmm. you know, back, I don't know, how old is it? Does how old Electra is? I would say, <laughs> so this is where we are falling down on the job. Because all their ages were in the beginning, but I can't remember how old she and was. Start right right now. Let's, say maybe, <laughs> let's let's say between thirty years. So yeah, even, you know, just ten, fifteen years ago, it was, you know, everybody kind of I don't wanna say made fun of the more feminine gay men, so it was like, I'm not gonna portray mm-hmm. myself as this and give them another reason to, mm-hmm. you know, have something against me or to be out to, you know, find me. And so then to gay men, it was like, I don't want, you know, there's a stigma in gay communities as a whole. That's like, if you are into men, why would you want a man that looks like a woman 
or if you're into women, why do you want a more masculine presenting woman? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's that same kind of, you know, dynamic that. Okay. That makes sense. But yeah, again, I, I just, I enjoy learning about the gay community. I would never have known that. I would have assumed. I mean, and I know there's been contestants who have said individually, like my boyfriend does not like it that I do drag. He doesn't want me doing drag or my boyfriends have had issues in the past. Um, but I just thought that was interesting. And if, I Well, mean, I guess that probably would be. So I guess pre- presenting f- being a feminine man is probably still different from being, being a, drag a drag queen. Because at that point, you, you look like a woman. You a woman. are presenting just, as a woman. Yeah, so, I'm like, why would... I, so I, I, could, I guess I could see why a gay man probably would not find that attractive. Yeah, I just found it interesting. Carl was eager to help Keto win. And I do uh, uh, appreciate when the, they are like, okay, I'm in it. I'm in it all the way. Let's do it. I appreciate any man who's willing to go on live TV and do drag. Get in the heels. Get in the makeup. Get in the wigs. Um, so Carl was all in. Yeah, Keto looked up for sure. Yeah. Uh, their their pair ended up being great. Um, Art. I don't pause. Oh. You think it was because, uh, you think she could have pulled it off with somebody else? No. You don't I think, think so? that is, it was very specific to who she got paired with and them being so comfortable and so open and so just like all in because. Yeah, you're it, right. Like, if you can just look at the others in the workroom and tr- picture her trying to pull off what she did <laughs> with one yeah, of them. Like, so, uh, what if uh, you swap out Carl for Farah? Maybe. It might have worked. But I feel Far- like it was just a different vibe, yeah, like a different energy. I would say Farah wasn't trying to go for Goofy. Right? Like, Farrah was like, wouldn't have been here for Goofy. Farrah was like... I don't think she could have done it with anybody else. I think that she had the perfect person. And that's why it worked. Because they were so, like, committed to, you know, helping her win. And they did a damn good job. Yeah. Um. So then, of course, during this whole scene, they made it appear that Art was focusing on herself. <laughs> her eyebrow. And not her her sister. Um, she was sitting there painting her face. Well, poor little, what, what was his name? Uh, Jonah. Jonah was just sitting there looking so pitiful. Yeah, that was the worst part for me. I like even. <laughs> yeah, it was awkward. Yeah, no matter how long it really was, they made it seem like it was like he was sitting there for like two hours. They did make it seem like like yeah. those eyebrows were not dry. <laughs> yeah, like they was, was like, where's the get, and get all the other queens were like talking like, um, are you gonna do anything to Joe? Yeah, because a few people yeah. made comments, so clearly it probably and Art was... got very defensive about. Well, everybody else is engaged with with their person. Yeah, they, they are sitting there doing their makeup, they're chit chatting and whatnot, and Art is just going to town on. On his face. Yeah, it didn't so look bad. It's like, a lot of mouth. It take a lot of time. To yeah, but okay? Jonah's just sitting there, like, well, yeah, she'll get to me eventually. My, I've glued on my eyebrows. That accounts yeah. for anything. It was like, yeah, it was to me. It was awkward energy. Yeah, <laughs> that came was. through the screen. Yeah. I was like, dang, was. that is uncomfortable to just yeah. sit there and watch somebody else, and then them not talk to you <laughs> just kind of do their own thing oh right I mean, and you're sitting there watching everybody else have a yeah. good time yeah so let's get to the runway i love rupaul's look miss rupaul with the tan and white i don't know what you call that fur look um the, the boots York. with the fur the <laughs> yeah, but i loved it i was here for it i thought it was very cute 
the matching boots, the jacket, it was, it was, to me, it was different and it was good. It gave me so, Simone vibes. Yeah. Mm. And someone said it was a look from Sonique, like when Sonique I did her uh, gingerbread costume. Yeah. And they, or they, similar. People do, they, it comes up a lot that RuPaul steals looks. Oh, um, from Queen. So I didn't know that was a thing. I don't know. And I, I feel like it's probably in the contract where there's no way that they could do anything about it. I mean, if you sign away pretty much your whole likeness, I mean, that includes clothes you wear. So if you she sees something that, and she likes it. That's not necessarily even signing it away in a contract. It's like if you were to go out and see a look that you like, it, you're not claiming that look as your own if you put it on. So it's like that's what, true. it's just putting on, you know, similar clothes or a similar outfit, but it's not like, you know, she was out there like, I put this look together. I knew yeah, like I took credit I did this. I this is it. all me. <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. Either way, I liked it. I thought it was cute. It was oh, yeah, young. Great. Yeah, I made her, you know. I thought it was a nice change from, you know, classic snatchback hairlines. And, right. Uh, and floor-length gowns. And floor-length yeah. gowns. Beautiful gowns. Great gowns. <laughs> um, so the category is Drag Family Resemblance. So first up, we've got Ketamine and Fetamine with their black and white looks. It was goofy. It was fun. It was serving Goof Troop. It was serving Cruella DeVille. De De it was mashed together and it worked. Let me ask y'all this. <laughs> like myself, did y'all have a hard time distinguishing the two of them? Because yes. I was like, I'm be honest, I don't even know who's who. Eventually yes. I got that. Uh, one of them is in the stripes and the right. And I was like, that's that's the only way I can tell the difference yeah. because like yeah. makeup, face wise, like body wise, they looked exactly the same. Yeah, I would say that Carl looked better than Keith. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was Keith's best best work that we've seen yeah. so far. She did a good job. Yeah, that was a strong. There was definitely a strong family resemblance. <laughs> they were twins. They were twinning yeah. it, twinning it up. Okay. 20, <laughs> Next, we had Electroshock and Re Re. Action. Now, I want to say, when I saw Electra painting Farah's face, I said, what the hell is she doing? Because she started with like a white base. And I'm like, oh, no, this is not going to be good. But <laughs> I said, she's going to pull off powder. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go but I, I thought, <laughs> but I was disappointed that the judges didn't give her more credit for choosing purple makeup. Are you surprised? No. But when you're working with two people, different complexions, different ethnicities, choosing a different color skin, brilliant. Like, it pisses me off again that she doesn't get the credit she deserves. It's because she doesn't have the, the clout, the reputation of some of these queens. It's, it's very disappointing that she doesn't get credit for that because I thought that was genius. Like, I wish I would have come up with that idea. Yeah. That, that kind of situation. I'm glad she pulled it off because when I saw purple, I was like, what the hell <laughs> is she doing? But it was it was smart to go alien because yeah. Farah had very tan skin and electric <laughs> damn near see-through. <laughs> very white. Yeah, so I, I mean, yeah, she should have gotten way more credit for it. Yeah, I'm and I so pissed. I thought they were very similar as well. It they did. Kinda, they moved. They're about the same height. It was kind of hard to tell who was who. But once you got a good look at Farrah, then it was like, oh, yeah, that makeup's not quite up to the level of so many others. But I still thought it was a yeah, good Yeah, it was amazing. As the resident Electroshock fan, it drives me crazy that 
Michelle specifically, who just said last week, y'all are underestimating Electroshock as a competitor in this competition. Mm-hmm. Then for her to, like you said, be smart enough to say, okay, let me not put my shade of makeup on this man's, you know, different complexion and than mine. Definitely don't let me put my com- <laughs> his complexion right. on me. And let me not put his complexion on me because then we got another. <laughs> Right, and I'm gonna be called to the yeah, I'm gonna be called to the office talking about blackface. It's come to my attention. You know what I'm saying. Um, so I think that again, they're still just giving Electra these off the wall harsh criticisms that are unwarranted, especially when you then see some of the other looks. And by the time they're judging, they've seen all the looks, so it's like there's no way that you can say that what she did wasn't brilliant and should have been one of the, to me it was one of the top looks of the night. It was. Definitely. I, I completely agree. Uh she she probably should have been top two. I think but I think Keita had a little bit better execution. Uh but it looks like Fire was having a lot of fun. Uh the purple look came together. Uh I was very impressed with Electric Shock this week and her critique should have should have reflected as much. Once we get down to everybody else's looks and seeing how little they put into it, it's uh, it's really disappointing that Electra Shot didn't get better critiques. I 100% agree. I think that it definitely was the week of the Kiwis. Yeah. Uh, they should have been top two, in my opinion, uh, because like you said, once you get down in, in everybody else's looks, uh, granted, Electra's look, to me, if you were critiquing anything, it was too simple almost. With the actual clothing, now the makeup and stuff took time and was complex, but the looks itself, you know, it's a simple look, but it still worked for what she was going for, and it was, you know, entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. So I'm just... Yeah. They had the phaser set and everything, yeah. you know? They just hate a lecture, and I don't like that. Yeah. So next we have Maxie Shield and Silhouette with the pink and green sacks. That's not, what I'm like. Not much to say about world? the potato sacks. Like, now... You talk about not putting a lot of effort. This it was is like exactly who he was talking about. Yeah, they did not put in yeah, any like e- not much effort at all. Not even a wig. This this <laughs> goes back to silhouette. I don't think she wanted to win. Yeah, the fact right. that you call her silhouette and she has no silhouette. No silhouette it's whatsoever. Like she spent a lot of time focusing on whether or not the beard was gonna yeah. stay or it was gonna go. And then it was like losing the beard? It don't <laughs> Is it been going to stay? <laughs> okay, it's going. It doesn't matter about the beard. The beard could have been there and not been there. But if that was what you were bringing to the table for like the look, you could let that man keep his yeah. twelve-year-old beard. Might as well have. Like that, I I was so yeah, disappointed. That was very disappointing. With, like you put on some head wrap. You didn't even try to pull off wigs, right? No, not no. even a wig. Like you put on head wraps. You could you didn't have two of the same wigs in your in your suitcase and sacks. Yeah, look yeah. like bean bags going down the road. <laughs> exactly. So we're not and even. And then, uh-huh. I mean, uh, Dan, was Dan, Dan was his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think she, Maxie spent enough time getting him, excuse me, comfortable in heels. in heels and just like explaining, playing up your personality and like really playing it up because he was very stiff and was like, did you take any time other than convincing this man to shave his beard? Right. Is that what y'all focused on the whole right. time? Right. That's that's what was missing. Even though they were playing, they still could have had some kind of fun or some kind yeah. of storyline or something. 
because like with electroshock and uh, re-reaction, which was a bad name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had the guns. They was telling the story. Every, every, everyone else was out there having fun. Yeah. yeah. That was unfortunate. It was. So next we have Art Simone and Craft Simone. Love their names. Um, they had their corsets with the bright colors. The thong outfit with Craft uh, was basically a tribute to the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. So Art Simone participates in the Broken Hill Festival every year, which is like a, they travel to Broken Hill. They have a five-day drag festival that honors Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. So basically this movie is a huge deal in the gay community in Australia and maybe New Zealand as well. Um, and so Art on her Instagram stories a few days ago showed how her and whoever helped her create the outfit put it together. Um, very meticulous with the thongs on it. Um, that's something that she wears. So she wanted to recreate that look for her partner. Um, so yeah. uh, for those of you that are that were like me and unfamiliar with the adventures mm -hmm. of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, it is essentially or rather... Too Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar, is essentially the American version of this movie. It's, it's kind of what I got out of it. Drag queens on a road trip. <laughs> and it stars a young guy, Pierce, and also yeah. a young Hugo Weaving. So Mr. Anderson and Viva Vendetta uh, as, as a drag queen, which is kind of neat. Yeah, so she... I appreciated that she wanted to give another reference to the movie. And clearly, it's important. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know anything else to add about their looks, uh, art and craft. Good, oh yeah, we haven't even talked about their looks. Yeah, good yeah. names. Um, as far as drag resemblance, I feel like art interpreted it differently than the judges wanted her to interpret it. And so mm -hmm. they they didn't really come across as having any kind any kind of resemblance. Now, were they on the same theme? Sure, mm -hmm. but a drag resemblance was not there. It was like you got this well done up drag queen, then you got this thong outfit and fucking yeah. dry eyebrows at this point. <laughs> yeah. So art's interpretation of drag resemblance reminds me of flavored sparkling water. It's like, there could be some strawberry in here, but, you know, it was just brewed or made next to strawberries. Like, nah. there's only a hint of strawberry in there. Jonah was getting ready, and somebody walked by and whispered, Art Simone, <laughs> and then <laughs> that was it. Exactly. It's like, you could have taken it so much further than you did. You could have spent yeah. more time yeah. doing Jonah. could have spent more time on Jonah. I felt like it was a situation kind of like where Karen wanted to do that character. Um, I forgot the I forgot the oh, character's gosh. name, right? So it's like that was art. Like, I made this costume. This is very important to me. This is the perfect opportunity but it wasn't. And that's fine, yeah. but I feel like even if Art had just done more with the more makeup with the, of... Yeah, more with the face. Yeah, because they can tie together the yeah, Priscilla sure. Queen of the Desert, but Art was so much more done up than mm. Jonah was, and it was like, there's no... Right. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't even close. Yeah. I mean, Art had, was it Blue Lips yeah. this week, and Jonah... Like you can wear lip gloss. <laughs> John, <laughs> John had a nice natural beat. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he had to, I woke fish. up like this. Yeah. yeah. Trying to serve fish to us and it wasn't that wasn't the purpose. Yeah. Um 
Next, we have Scarlet Adams and Sapphire Adams. The red and blue corsets with feather boas. It's Anything. another case of spending too much time on yourself and your own look and then crafting something for somebody else and crafting yeah. something ill-fitting for somebody else. Very ill-fitting. Yeah. I think um, this show, one of Scarlet's kind of weak points, uh, Scarlet knows how to paint Scarlet's face. Doesn't necessarily know how to paint other people's faces. And again, you know this challenge is coming. If it were me... I would have practiced on as many faces as I could, as many colors as I could, because you know you're going to have to make up someone. Like, you know that when you're... So just like you should take that sewing class, maybe you should take a class from a makeup artist. You should, like I said, hey, mom, hey, dad, hey, sister, hey, brother, hey, boyfriend. I need I need to practice. Yeah. I feel <laughs> bad because, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Brad was into it. <laughs> he was getting it on everyone away. He served as best he could when yeah, his fake tears followed out. <laughs> like, I mean, not all. Right. He did the best he could. And I think, uh, I will say, as not a Scarlet fan, it is a weird thing to hold against somebody that they can't paint somebody else's face. Right. Because yeah. how often is it required yeah. of you to paint somebody else's face? So it's a weird critique, you know, to have and to it's hold true. against somebody, but to be... I don't want to say that bad, but to me, the makeup <laughs> looked... It was pretty bad. Like, uh, so it's just a weird critique to hold against somebody. Yeah, poor Brad had to, or Sapphire Adams was just not a good looking queen, unfortunately. And it's sad because he was trying to serve it up. He, he was, was. He was doing the best with what he was giving. He was like, it. twirling that boy. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, sir, please sit down. You look terrible. <laughs> you tried. You couldn't tell him that, though. I he, wouldn't even ask me. I'm telling you. He about that makeup. I was I'm like, yeah. You. I mean, and he, you know, he did his best and he tried to sell it, but I don't think that there was. There was literally nothing he could have done because his outfit was just ill fitting. The makeup yeah. was terrible. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah. He tried it. Last, we had Karen from Finance and Debbie from Reception serving <laughs> nepotism realness um, with the green dress and skirt sets and the blouses. And they were telling their story on the runway with the papers. And it was cute. Uh, I think that this was the most fun look, but you just gave us Karen from Finance. Yeah. She was Time's on her wheelhouse. Two. Yeah. Right. Which is what we have been saying, you know, collectively is that, okay, can Karen from Finance excel at anything that's not Karen from Finance? Like, she's really stuck in that role, that that personality. Yeah. Right. Which is cute, but we love a well-rounded queen. Like, it's great to have your niche, your shtick, but you should be able to flip it and do something else. If you're a true performer, if you're a true talent. It's like anybody can pick one thing and stick with it. I don't know. Tina Burner. I don't think Karen from Finance, just being Karen from Finance, has the ability to win Drag Race. Ooh. That's a bold uh, proclamation. That is. Actually, it may not be that bold. I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I'm taking thought down. I'm thinking I I still think she'll probably make top four, but. uh, Yeah, I'm not saying she wouldn't. Ooh, but you know what? I think we're. Down to five episodes, so it's gonna be it's gonna be real tough. Uh, 
what I wanted to say was, it didn't seem like Debbie was having a lot of fun on the runway. Yeah. Everybody else was kind of really getting into it. Debbie looked like she actually was working reception right there. Like, Y'all <laughs> was, hold me up. And, right. And she had things to do. Like, also, this playing. you couldn't tell what Karen did to her face. And yeah. so it was, I couldn't tell if the makeup was good or if it was oh, bad. right. Because uh, yes. the glasses were, were so big. But... They look, there was definitely a resemblance. I mean, she looked just like Karen from Finance. I was about to say, I couldn't see the makeup and how good it looked, <laughs> but I could tell that she was done up as Karen from Finance. She was. So. Yeah, right. she was. She sure I was. I just had to recall memory to be like, okay, Karen's makeup be looking like, all right. So, yeah, I, I could see that with her. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, the glasses maybe, were a takeaway. Maybe it says more about Karen from Finance's makeup. That's true. That is a point. You know, it does make you think about their makeup skills when you do this challenge. Like, maybe their makeup ain't that great. Maybe they're not as talented as I thought. Um, so the judges give their critiques. Of course, they're still hating on Electra. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle's comment about the makeup. I, I mean, again, just not giving this 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 child credit <laughs> for that fabulous idea. I think they just mad because she came up. It's like at this point. I'm still not quite sure who they want to win, but they're making it obvious that they don't want Electra oh, it's, to win. Well, it's clearly Art Simone. They yeah. brought her back. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's I thought true. somebody did give her uh, it might have been Reese. Reese. Yeah, Reese. Uh, he seems pretty creative. logical. He, his, his critiques always seem like they make sense. Everyone else is. It's like yeah. Michelle and really just <laughs> It's like they're trying to shape and form and so when Electra doesn't win you guys can look back and see that we said all this bad stuff about her that's right. why she couldn't win it's like sheesh give her a fair chance sheesh. <laughs> um anything to add about what else the judges said um I think we kind of hit yeah. everything yeah. already yeah because they were con- Reese was confused about Maxie Shield not having jugs <laughs> and Dan not having jugs because that's her thing yeah so they brought yeah. that up um, not no real drag moment for Debbie from yes. reception, right? Which is unfortunate. It is. It was. Um. So then the judges, well, RuPaul makes her decisions. So Art Simone, Karen from Finance, and Electra Shock end up being safe. Yeah. So I was surprised that Art Simone was safe, and she was safe without question. Because she was like the first person yeah, she I was, was called. I put it in order, yeah. And I was like, really? See what I mean by who they want to win. Yeah. That's true. Now it's becoming more clear. I, I thought this should have been a bottom week for her. Yeah, I mean, it was not good. And the critiques, again. The critiques don't match up with who you've made yeah, safe. It was zero <laughs> family resemblance. Zero. None. Yeah. Um, and Clever so names, that's it. Yeah. The names were cute, yeah. Uh, Ketamine and Fetamine win. Ketamine. And then Fine. the bottoms are Maxi Shield and Scarlet Adams. No surprise. So they are, Kyle, let's see, Keta, no, Maxi and Scarlet uh, were asked to prepare lip sync. Hold on. I would like to say that oh. I'm very upset that it came down to Electra, Maxi, and and Scarlet. Scarlet. Like, right. their, Electra should not have been there. Right. right. I don't care which one you bring there. You're right. But it shouldn't have been Electra. Again, Carry very on. frustrating. Yeah, it, it definitely should have been yeah. art. It should have been art. <laughs> it should have been, been art, art for sure, but I don't even care if you swapped <laughs> out um, 
Um, or Karen from Vice. Yeah. yeah, it could have been Karen too. Because their critique yeah. was, we can't see what you've done. And right. they, they highlighted that it didn't look like, you know, she was having a good time and she didn't have a drag moment. So it's like. Right. So again, wh- why are we shaping? Why are we. Why are we right. Anyway, I didn't even need a rope, but I just had to get it out. I was upset she was in the bottom. No, I'm still upset too. Because even (laughs) if uh, Farrah's or Re-Reaction, which is such a, gosh, that name is bad. Even if her makeup was not the best, there was still an element of, we look just alike. Because if, at a glance, you couldn't tell which one was which, which was, to me, genius. And so I, I was very disappointed that uh, Electra Shock was staring at having to sweat it out amongst the bottoms, mm-hmm. which when Art Simone had zero family resemblance, mm-hmm. and then Karen from Finance just literally cloned herself. Rigor Morris, girl. <laughs> Rigor Morris. That Morris. That Rigor Morris. Anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just had to come back to that point. That is very upsetting. It is upsetting, still. Even it was, but so they they Maxie and Scarlett uh, lip sync to Kylie Minogue. Better the devil you know. Scarlett was turning it. She was ready. She came ready to win that yeah. lip sync. So why didn't they do the song when Kylie was there? <laughs> I swear, that would have made so much more makes sense. No sense. But yes, Scarlett came to play. Uh, I have that she is a dangerous lip synker and. An excellent performer. She's doing a lot of movement, really working the stage. It wasn't necessarily acrobatic, but it was still right. entertaining. Yeah. She did break out, I think, split. once. Mm-hmm. One split. And I had a side <laughs> on that bitch. I said, not you with a split. You can't do splits. Mm-hmm. It's more to it than splits. Split. Why do you do a split? Get up. <laughs> she did keep it to one, but I, uh-huh. I, I do think uh, <laughs> yeah. she could possibly be an assassin. Yeah, she did well. And then she had that moment of like the burlesque dancer stripper right. situation, which was, like I said, she was ready. She was like, uh, I ain't going home today, which I appreciate. I can appreciate a queen who is fighting and ready. Don't come up there trying to look like you're nervous and all that. Either you want to stay or you want to go home. And Scarlett was like, uh, I want to stay. And so I think that happens when um, it's. The first lip sync, they come, they're like, oh, yeah, you ain't about to get me today. Not on the first one. <laughs> but because it happened to Maxie last week, she said, I got this yeah, she microphone. microphone. She didn't have nothing today. But this week, she was like, I'm yeah, ready to go home. I mean, have, that's how I feel. She had like, the same like, move. I'm ready to go home. From right. last week, Sans microphone. Sans microphone. And again, I say unto y'all, I don't think she wanted to win. Exactly. No. Like I said, she was ready to no. go home. Like, I mean, with the bra strap showing and the bad and it was her turbans. Own Bra strap. It wasn't even Dan's. Yeah, was his her. was showing too. <laughs> 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 okay, well, her shouldn't have been showing as the queen. Yours shouldn't have been showing at least. I understand if Dan gets a little squirrely and being in drag two hours. Yours shouldn't have been showing. <laughs> yeah. And then you come out here and pull, try to pull these same, you know, lip sync moves <laughs> without the microphone. It, it doesn't work without uh, the mic. Against somebody who is, you know, turning and serving and Twirling and whatnot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Scarlett but, looked like a professional dancer when she was yeah. up there. She was like a drag queen. Professional. Right. But I also knew from Jump that unless Scarlett was just absolutely terrible at lip syncing, Max was going to Which has happened. We've seen some, some queens that should have stayed and then just bombed the lip sync. Or just mailed it in because they weren't feeling comfortable. I'm talking mm-hmm. about you, Denali. Mm-hmm. Still hurts my heart. Yeah. 
Um, so Scarlett is told Shantae you stay and Maxie is asked to sashay away. And to which she says, I'm thick, I'm juicy, I'm effing 46 years old. And then that's the end of Maxie. Um, Maxie had a graceful exit. Um, I love a graceful queen who's positive. The only time she got teary-eyed was thinking about how she was going to miss the ladies that she was working with on the show. Yeah. So she will be missed, I will say. Yeah. Y'all keep that coldness from Electric Shock, though, when uh, Scarlett got back there. Yeah, Scarlett so, acted like she didn't even... Uh, I mean, <laughs> Electra acted like she didn't even... She was like... Yeah. I know, I know you're I happy know. that you're safe, but... <laughs> Don't look for comfort from me. Right. I don't know what that was about. You know, because I do, I try not to read yeah, things. But it's like, is it, was it about what, last week? Was she just tired and just ready to go home? Nah, I mean, that's all that shit. You know, Scarlet, Scarlet been running that mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah, she said some nasty been things. Been running that mouth. It's like, yeah. okay, bitch, you stay, but <laughs> watch out. Because if I had to come lip sync, I was going to knock you out. Oh, that's right. Good luck. Oh, that's right. Which I was very concerned that Electra at the beginning did say, Put me in. I can send Scarlet home, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, bitch, watch your damn mouth." You know they after you. I know, I know. Usually, it's like a kiss of death, <laughs> right? I was yeah, like, "Oh, this damn like, oh, going on. Oh Lord, I know." She gone. I'm gonna be like, "I'm over the show for real." Which might be next week. Over it now. <laughs> All right, so next week they're doing the drop down under talent extravaganza, and then Rue is going to ask that famous question. Who should go home and why? I love the question. The queens hate it, which I understand why, because it's extremely awkward. Yeah. But it makes for good television when you're all sitting there, standing there, and who says, well, which one of y'all should go home and why? I appreciate the ones that'll say who it is and have a good answer. To so, who should go home and, and why? why? And we act, we answer for the other queens. Yeah, are you asking? Electra shot. Electra shot. Electra shot. She been in the bottom. Every week, Electra Shot. Electra is going to say. Yeah, who's she going to say? Scarlet. I think she's going to say. Or uh, Karen. Karen from Finance is what I would is what I would say if I were her. Yeah, so I I, I can't wait for that moment. I wonder if there's going to be some. It, it can go. It can go badly, where people feel like they have to like speak up for themselves and and go off on the runway, or it could be you know it could be calm. So, so we'll see. I think Kita is going to protect. Electra Shock as a fellow Kiwi. Kiwi. And see, I think that could happen, but also, you know, for the drama of television, it could be a. I'm going to also say Electra because right. they all Cause say Electra. Because yeah. I don't want that smoke. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It'll be interesting there. to see. <laughs> yeah, it'll be very interesting to see that moment. I do look forward to that moment every season. Also, so what, what we. So, what would y'all say? Oh, if I were asked the question? Yeah, if you were in a workroom and you were asked the question, we've got Keita, Electric Shock, Art Simone, Scarlett Adams, and Karen from Finance left. Who should go home? Scarlett Adams should go home because I do not agree that she has been able to remain in the competition after performing blackface multiple times. She should not have been able to apologize and remain on the show. Mm, Okay. That's fair. Uh, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to say Karen from Finance can Why? go home because she has not given us anything other than this one. The only thing she's excelled at is Karen from Finance, and every other challenge, barring the first, the very first one, 
she's falling short in the competition. Yeah. There's no levels to Karen from finance. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Art Simone. Why? So, I think Art Simone is also one note. Her note is that she is a look queen. She is nothing more. Uh, when it came to the brand challenge, flop. When it came to Snatch Game, flop. And so, if it's a, a if it was about runways only, then sure, she, she's your winner. But you look at uh, last episode with the family resemblance, also a flop. So, yeah. what are you doing to say that I should be the winner? Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was my uh, second choice. I went back and forth between her and Karen. And her only because you already been sent home. So. <laughs> okay, but right. no, I'm not even sure why we're having this conversation. Right. To be honest, like it's easy to me to yeah, you already to been asked to sashay away. You should have sashayed but and stayed where I you were at. Pretty much make a case for everybody. Yeah. Except for uh, Electroshock. <laughs> <laughs> and we know why. But, uh, I mean, even with Ketamine, she finally won a challenge, but right. she's been Dang, playing that middle line yeah, she's this been... entire time. And it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> the only extraordinary thing you can do is make somebody else look extraordinary. <laughs> Fair enough. Facts. So, the other question I had was, uh, I, I'm assuming they're doing like a talent show, right? right. So, what do we? who do we think will do well on the talent show? Because I already feel like Art Simone is not going to do well. I was about to say, Art and Karen? Mm -mm. Yeah, they're not going to do well. Um, Electra Dances. Oh, okay. Yeah, Electra Dances. Kita's got a fun personality. Yeah. But is it a talent? (laughs) I mean, mean, she can do comedy. Uh-oh. If you want, well, I mean, you've seen that Dr. Seuss, though. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of let's herself forget. into a corner. Yeah, with that Dr. yeah, because she's trying to rhyme everything. Yeah, you can't is, rhyme everything. Yeah. That's terrible. Poor Rhyming me. is hard. Yeah, mm, I feel like comedy is a tough choice. It is. It is. And so that's key to me, and I don't think tough choices for you. Maybe take a lower hanging fruit. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I don't know what it would be. I don't know what it would be, but so let your mind do pretty well. Will she get credit? That's another story. Right, nope. right. Aww. It's like, oh, we've seen these moves before, so. <laughs> mm. It's like, you've you seen everything before. You're down there 17 years old. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Scarlet, is she, Scarlet's a dancer, too. Scarlet is a dancer. Oh, okay. So, know. yeah. So she might do well. She might do well. Right. So I think Scarlet and Electra shouldn't have a problem. Barring Electra has some kind of look that goes with whatever they're doing. I'm sorry, she's a look. She's a basic queen. She's basic. She's talented. So, did y'all think her look on the runway was basic? The The alien alien look. look? I think the clothing part of it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess I'm just distracted by colors. <laughs> I was going to say, she did a good Ooh, job shiny. not making yeah. it look basic. Yeah, so make... she dressed up the basic, yeah, but you I could think make basic at the end of the day, it was still a pretty basic look, but adding the purple makeup and all the other elements did make it mm-hmm. kind of stand out from the rest of them. Yeah, so... Shouldn't have been in the bottom. That's all I'm saying. I agree. All right, is that all we're going to say about this episode? Are we wrapping it up? Yeah, looks like next week we get to see Raven. So oh, that's, yes. That's we get to see RuPaul's makeup artiste. Ooh, she finally made it. <laughs> I think, yeah, she's probably been there since week, since week two. Week two. Yeah. Episode <laughs> two we get to see, 
Raven is not only a, a, one of the best makeup artists of all time, in my opinion. She's got a wonderful personality. So we get to see, looks like we get to see some of that next week. So every now and then, Rube lets her in front of the camera. Let's her out of um, the cage. Let's her out of the cage. So we get to see her next week, which will be, it's always nice to see Raven. Yeah, she always looks amazing. Well, I can't wait to meet Raven. Oh. This will be your I first. Don't know. Oh, you don't know Raven. Oh, well, get yeah, ready. Yeah, like, about... I'll be out here watching Shrek. Well, in terms of one of the best looking queens, it's because yeah, that makeup. I mean, she is an impeccable like make. Honestly, I, I hate that a lot of times drag artists don't get the credit they deserve for whatever reason. So, but if she was like a, 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 a I don't know, I don't know how to say it. Without sounding female. ignorant. Yeah, she'd probably be have millions of followers on YouTube. I, yeah. She'd probably have commercials for Revlon or whatever. There's a reason why RuPaul yeah. allows Raven RuPaul to do makeup. The only person that does her face now is Raven. So, again, I can't say enough great things about Raven. The only thing I can say to them is <laughs> even though we're into Drag Race, it's still a very niche Right, right. So it's unfortunate that she so doesn't get that. Like, you know, it seems like it seems big to us, but... Yeah. I mean, when you really look at the grand scheme of the drag, and it's still kind of like polarizing to people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, for as far as we've come, we still got a long way to go. So Mm -hmm. I wish it wasn't that way. I mean, it sounds like she deserves. She does. She's amazing. All the good stuff. But I'm listening when she be giving her tips to the drag queen. I'm like, I'm sure I can use the same tips. Makeup is makeup. Whether you're a man (laughs) putting it on, a woman, it does the same thing. You might use a little more. A little less. You might not have to get for your albroids, eyebrows to draw. You, you need me to say something? Yeah, because I can't. Wait on the fucking eyebrows to draw. <laughs> I might not need to wait for my eyebrows to draw. But, you know, eyebrows. It's the same thing. Fucking eyebrows. <laughs> so, we're going to go ahead and wrap up our discussion of episode six of Drag Race Down Under. I'm Jessica. I'm Jay. And this has been LTD. Let's talk drag. Bye. Bye. Bye.